Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily for May 3rd. I'm John McElroy, and here's the news. General Motors reported its first quarter earnings this morning, and the numbers are disappointing. Worldwide vehicle sales grew by 97,000 units for a total of 2.4 million vehicles, which means GM is probably still the world's largest automaker, just edging out VW, which sold 2.2 million vehicles. But GM's revenue was just under $38 billion compared to VW's whopping $61.5 billion. Worse, GM's net profits fell one-third compared to a year ago to only $1 billion. VW, by comparison, put over $4 billion on the bottom line. GM's profits fell because it had a one-time charge of $600 million, but mainly because its costs and expenses rose by $1.5 billion. Wow, a 200-mile-an-hour Camaro! Lingenfelter Performance Engineering managed to crack the 200-mile-an-hour barrier with a souped-up 2012 Camaro ZL1. Of course, to push a Camaro to that speed takes a lot of power. And this car cranks out an eye-popping 720 horsepower and 650 pound-feet of torque. That's thanks to a Lingenfelter camshaft, CNC-ported cylinder heads, a custom air intake, plus a more powerful supercharger. And speaking of fast vehicles, Volvo just set a world speed record in a modified hybrid semi-truck it calls Mean Green. From a rolling start, it hit 147 miles an hour. That's about 236 clicks on a 1,000-meter course. That's about 3,280 feet. And from a standing start, it reached 95 miles an hour, or about 153 kilometers an hour. As we reported yesterday, Chrysler's sales keep soaring, so the company just announced it will skip its traditional two-week summer shutdown. Four factories that make the Jeep Grand Cherokee, Dodge Durango, Jeep Compass, and Patriot, the Dodge Dart, Dodge Journey, Fiat 500, and Fiat Fremont will not shut down the summer. Chrysler also said two more plants will close for only one week. Hey, do you remember the Lada? Renault-Nissan just announced it will take a majority stake in Autovaz, which builds the Lada. Renault-Nissan will invest $750 million in Autovaz, to polish up the Lada brand and hopefully boost sales in Russia's booming car market. Earlier in the show, we talked about GM's disappointing earnings. So how is GM's next generation of leadership going to turn the company around? Well, that depends on who gets the job. This week, we're presenting you with a race to replace Dan Ackerson. And today we take a look at Steve Gursky, who spent most of his career with Morgan Stanley on Wall Street where he was ranked the top automotive analyst for 14 years in a row. Gursky, who is 50 years old, also served as an advisor to GM chairman Rick Wagner in 2005 and was later hired by the UAW 
to advise it on its Viva negotiations with GM and Chrysler. In fact, in 2009, the UAW named Gursky to represent it on GM's board of directors, a seat that he continues to hold. And in 2010, he was named vice chairman of GM, with all product planning and purchasing reporting to him. All of this puts him in a perfect position to become the next CEO of the company, except for one thing. While others in the companies wanted to dump Opal, Gursky was one who argued in favor of keeping it. Opal is now holding GM back financially with no solution in sight. So unless or until Gursky, who now sits on Opal's board, can figure out a way to show significant progress on turning Opal around, GM's board may want to look at a candidate who has a track record with more recent successes. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. And now it's time for some of your feedback. SeaTech had a few comments of his own on our review of the Toyota Yaris. It appears the Yaris is one Toyota that sells on the Toyota reputation. It may only be a matter of time before it is overtaken by the competition. Well, SeaTech, it's already happening. Last month, the Hyundai Accent, Ford Fiesta, Chevy Sonic, and Nissan Sentra all outsold the Yaris. However, Toyota continues to build up inventories of the Yaris after that earthquake disaster, so we're going to have to see if it can move past the competition in the months to come. Jim Thikison is puzzled why GM would link up with the Isuzu again. GM needs to learn from past experience. Their relationship with Isuzu did not reveal any good things, why would you go there again? Well, Jim, Isuzu is actually very good at medium-duty trucks and big medium-duty diesel engines, and that part of its relationship with GM on a worldwide basis was pretty good. But why GM thinks it needs to take an equity stake in the company is something it has not explained very well. Cynthia, like us, was saddened to see the passing of Dan Knott at Chrysler. Dan Knott was indeed one of the good guys, she says. He was also kind, caring, funny, a terrific engineer, and a consummate gentleman with impeccable integrity. Those who were lucky enough to work with him will never forget him. Please keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. Amen, Cynthia. We truly lost one of the good guys. Jumadeep saw our report that the new Ford B-Max does not have a B-pillar and wonders why we thought this was news. John, he says, removing the B-pillar is not new. There are some minivans in Japan without the B-pillars. And you know, you are right, Jumadeep. Pillarless cars and vans are nothing new. But those early versions or those vans in Japan never have to meet today's side impact or rollover standards. That's why we have not seen pillarless cars in such a long time and why it's so impressive that Ford figured out how to meet those standards without the B-pillar. F. Perkins 17 says, it's great to see Autoline Daily going high definition. This is the single best channel for learning about the automotive industry. Please extend HD to the other programs in the Autoline world. Way to go, guys. Well, thanks, F. Perkins 17. We're working on it, and it's grateful to see that you appreciate the continuous improvements 
that we're making to AutoLine. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We love getting them. And then don't forget to join me in that outrageous, bodacious, auto-extremist Peter DeLorenzo tonight for AutoLine After Hours. We'll have Bill Coughlin from Ford explaining how they're going to use Tech Shop Detroit as an incubation lab for coming up with new ideas between Ford and its suppliers. And you know, this could be a breakthrough approach to doing R&D. That's tonight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Please join us again tomorrow.